G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. A biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. This is 2020 on Vision. It's Australia Day and we're going to take a look now at the spiritual climate and backdrop behind the decision and action to start the first colony in New South Wales. From the earliest discovery and exploration of the Australian continent, Christians from different parts of the world started to believe that God had a great purpose for the nation that is now known as Australia. Jonathan Edwards, who sparked revival in the 13 North American colonies in the 1740s, wrote while reflecting on Isaiah chapter 42 and verse 4, What is peculiarly glorious in it is the gospelizing the new and before unknown world where the devil had reigned quietly from the beginning of the world, which is larger, taking in America, Terra Australis Incognita, Hollandia Nova, and all those yet undiscovered tracts of land, is far greater than the old world. I say, he said, that this new world should all worship the God of Israel, whose worship was then confined to so narrow a land. It's wonderful and glorious." And fast forward to when British Prime Minister William Pitt started discussing the idea of a new colony with his inner circle of leaders in his own home. He did so against the backdrop of a huge Christian resurgence and influence in Britain and the colonies in North America. In the 1740s and 50s, a revival of Christianity spread through Britain and the colonies of North America. Men like George Whitfield, John Wesley, Jonathan Edwards were prominent leaders of these revivals and many followed in their wake. And what is known as the Evangelical Revival in Britain and the First Great Awakening in the American colonies impacted every sphere of society. Well, I got into the meeting that was actually taking place in Prime Minister William Pitt's lounge room when they decided to discuss going to Australia, the whole Australia venture. England had never done this sort of thing before. When they started colonies, it was a private venture. So they'd give you a charter, you'd go off to Virginia, and we will tax the goods that you bring into England. So to actually come to Australia was a whole new idea that was going to cost a lot of money. But anyway, there were, there were conditions as to what brought these men together. But I got into the conversation, who was sitting there, what they were discussing. And this was in a period of a, ter- a terrific religious fervor. John Wesley was influencing the society. There were millions of people across America and England were being converted. But it was also on a time of the Enlightenment, new ideas, fresh breaking away from conservative ideas. And they sat there, and as I, I lis- as, I, as I listened to the conversation, you can understand me sitting there and reading it like I was in the room, and they had utopian ideas. Well, what brings on theft? Well, it's because people have got money or they need property. Well, what if we give them property when they get to Australia? And we take away money so they won't need to steal anything. And they had these incredible utopian ideas that I couldn't help but at the end of the section put Australia's first hippie commune. I mean, it was this, but it was this capital idea. Oh, what a capital idea. We'll all go off to Australia. We're going to star something. Oh, wonderful. And who could we get to actually head it all up, you know? And so... 
It had nothing to do with sort of making money in the first instance. It had a lot to do with, with religious and liberal, as it were, in the small sense of, of new ideas. And the impacts of the revivals of the 1740s and 1750s in Britain is evidenced by a census conducted 100 years later in 1851. Of the 18 million people living in Britain, 11 million or 60% asserted that they attended church on any given Sunday. So the Christians who were born out of these revivals developed a faith that was not only deeply personal to them, but carried with it a sense of calling and responsibility to improve society for people's well-being and also bring the gospel to parts of the world that were not yet Christian. And these revivals of evangelical Christianity also had a direct impact upon the dreams and goals of the architects of the new colony in Botany Bay. John Wesley was a mentor and close friend of William Wilberforce. Wesley's last letter before he passed away was to Wilberforce in 1791. And Wilberforce had a significant influence on Prime Minister William Pitt, also Henry Dundas, and a Sydney suburb is still named after him, Reverend Richard Johnson, Australia's first chaplain, Samuel Marsden and Lachlan Macquarie, Governor of New South Wales, were all mentored and impacted by William Wilberforce, just to name a few. So as we examine the early goals, objectives, and the implementation of the new colony in New South Wales, we can see much evidence of this Christian biblical influence that impacted and influenced British society like the salt and light Jesus envisioned in the Gospels. One example of this is that slavery was banned as a potential labor force in the new colony. So the context was that England is in revival. A hundred years later, a survey is done in 1858 of England and Wales, of the 18 million people in England and Wales, 60% were in church on any Sunday. 60% on any Sunday. Think about the children, the elderly, people who had to work. That is an amazing number. But that was the effect. So it's in that context of Christianity that these men sit to devise, uh, uh, Prime Minister Pitt and, and five of his friends, sit in his lounge room and devise this wonderful scheme to come to Australia based on, without a doubt, enlightenment and Christian principle. As historians Stuart Piggin and Robert Linder wrote of this era, before and most intensely at the same time as the decision was made to establish a settlement in New South Wales, Evangelicals were developing a strategy to cooperate with God to bring in the millennium and extend the knowledge of the gospel over all the earth. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.